Okay, we are live, guys. It has been a minute. I'm so excited about this topic and our new guests here. Craig and I have been really looking forward to this. Um, so just want to say welcome. Uh, welcome to everybody watching and also welcome to our new guest, Trevor Seven, who is also known as Robert Allen. I'll let him go into all of that. Um, but before we get started, I just want to remind everyone, please go to swiftfire.org and you can get on our newsletter. You can subscribe to the newsletter. That way, you know, every single um, show that's coming up and what's what's going on also on classes and you can do scans. There's my books. There's all kinds of stuff there. So definitely um, go to swiftfire.org and get on that newsletter. And then if you are not subscribed to our um, channel, um, I'd love for you to subscribe. That way you're getting notifications on all of this stuff. But Craig, do you have anything to say before we get going here? No, it's been quite a while since we've done one. You've been uh, traveling and um, you know doing some pre-scheduled shows. It's good to be back and I'm um, really looking forward to this uh, conversation. Um, I had quite a lot of interest because I shared it this week on Facebook and um, just, just put some of my perspectives on it about sort of people are waking up to sort of certain abilities and things that, that we can all do, but some people are really tapping into that. So I'm really excited to sort of hear what, what, uh, how do you want to be, what do you want to be called? Robert or Trevor or? Uh, Trevor, that's kind of my online. Okay. That's fine, sorry. Uh, Trevor, that, that, that's fine. Um, so yeah, for, just, just sort of how, how, where do we start with this, Shauna? Where do you want to take it? I'd love, I'd love to know your background um, and how you even knew about this gift that you have. Um, you know, just a little bit of your history. Okay. Well, um, I am the seventh son of uh, Larry and Pearl Allen. I was born and raised in a small town, a Christian community. Uh, I had no idea I had psychic abilities other than uh, premonitions. I'd had premonitions as dreams as a child. But I never pursued any of that. And I thought that was normal, you know, that everyone had premonitions and whatnot. And I'm somewhat of an empath. I found out later on I absorb energies, whether I want to or not. <laughs> and that includes uh, good or bad energies, the Wi-Fi and things like that. So I've been a little bit of sensitive to electronics and stuff. But other than that, I lived a basic normal life for the majority of, of my life. And then in 2010, as a lot of people do when you start, you know, getting your belly fat and you're getting up there in age and you notice your things don't work as well. You start looking into improving yourself. And I turned to um, Qigong and meditation mm -hmm. in about 2010. And after about a year of that, uh, I started uh, kind of feeling chi beyond my body, so to speak. I could feel energy between my hands and I could sense things around me without seeing them. So I jumped online and started looking for things to do with this chi and came across a chi spinner, which is a little piece of foil on a on a needle that you cup your hands around it and it starts spinning. That's usually most people's first step into telekinesis. I did that and I started turning. I'm like, wow, okay, that that's real. And then I, like most people, I convinced myself that was just the heat from my hands turning the side wheel. So after a few weeks of practice, I started increasing the distance and soon I was able to do it no hands from six to eight feet away and I'm like hold up you know th this is the real deal this is this is telekinesis I guess so I sort of stumbled onto it accidentally and it was my uh, dirty little secret for about a year I told no one and just 
messed with it nearly every night for over a year, which uh, takes a lot of patience, but I was fascinated with it. And then I shared it with my family, taught my children, uh, got my wife to do a little bit of it. And after another year or so, I thought, man, I need to go public with this because uh, there's a lot of people that want to know telekinesis is real. I didn't think it was real, you know. So I made some tutorials and uh, started posting demonstration videos on YouTube. This was like in 2013. And uh, the channel just started growing progressively and people started having success doing telekinesis for the first time. So I built a free website called telekinesisschool.com and posted my tutorials and my advice and um, things have kind of grown since then. I seem to be picking up about a hundred or more subscribers every month. And every week I get testimonies from people like, Hey, this is real. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, bringing this to my attention that I have this ability. So I think it's an innate ability that everyone has. A uh, few people seem to pursue it, but I'm trying to be that guy that gives you that little nudge you need to, uh, to dive into it. And it's a big can of worms. I could go on forever, but that's kind of the uh, gist of how I got started. Have you had any resistance from people sort of like calling you like a fraud and all that kind of thing? And even people that, you know, I mean, do people try and debunk it? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I first started, it was about 90% resistance, 10% yeah. acceptance. But as the online, online or people that, you know, um, I didn't show it to a lot of people other than my family. And yeah, my wife was quite resistant to it and she right. thought it might be demonic or something like that. But I started to explain to her that, you know, it's about empathy and the mindset and the energy. It's like, it's not something that's, you know, it's not a possession. It's not something coming from without, it's something coming from within. Yes. And I got the same resistance, you know, online and oh, it's fake. You got to do this. So, you know, if you do it out in the open, well, you have to put it into a container. Well, then if you put it into a container, well, it's a magnet under the desk. And, mm -hmm. you know, what, I can't see your hands. So I started doing it in containers with both hands inside, trying to appease these people. And finally, <laughs> I just gave up on that. I'm like, people that aren't going to believe aren't going to believe. Yeah. I want to teach you. And then you can you can know experientially that it is true. You know, you don't have to take my word for it or watch my demonstrations. So, yeah, there was a lot of resistance. And. To this day, I don't know exactly how it works. People refer to me as a telekinesis professional, and I feel like I've gone this deep in a endless sea of knowledge. You know, I'm barely scratching the surface here. I consider myself a, a novice still, even though I've been at this for many, many years. Well, one thing um, I thought was interesting is when we posted about this, someone actually put in the comments, and I think you saw this, Craig, um, Oh, great mixture or something like that. Um, which Craig, I, Trevor had the same response. He was like, he did this double take, but mm. Craig said something like mixture, like question mark. And I, it's interesting that you brought up the whole resistance things because Craig and I actually come from a very, I guess, programming type background church situation, which we're not a part of anymore, which is fine. But um, yeah, there somebody had commented that it was mixture now i know the term because i used to be in that group yeah and, yeah. and that is a negative term kind of meaning like you're mixing god holy spirit with the devil kind of deal you know mm -hmm. I, I tried yeah. to act like you know like i was ignorant 
meaning like literally not understanding the question like can you please expound on that or whatever but in the end i mean i've always been so attracted to quantum physics to the supernatural i don't know if you know my back background trevor but um i was a part of the montauk project in the 70s and that's a whole you know stranger things situation where that was pretty common where they had kids who could do that not only psychically but then just the whole even moving stuff with your with your mind with your energy whatever you want to call it um and then there was even um psychometry and and that's a whole another topic i know you'd be able to fill a whole hour with so maybe we'll have you back but i've had a lot of um experience with some of this and um even as a kid wrote a book called esp for me and i would try to move spoons and you know do all that stuff but one thing that's interesting is two things um if you are someone who follows scripture the scripture does say greater things than these um, more things that are recorded by Jesus. We're supposed to do way more than what he did um, on the planet, which, you know, so that kind of leaves it wide open to anything as long as you have a pure heart and your intentions are good. Um, but on a side note, um, what, why would it be bad if you're using it for something powerful, if you're just using your own gifts for something? I mean, it's part of the DNA technology that God has given us. There's no limits to God. God lives within us. And so why can't we do things like tele, do telepathy, you know, communication or by, by locate or, you know, um, do any of this stuff. These are all things that should be normal walking on walking water, you know, yeah, walking, yeah. raising the dead, you know, whatever, whether you're of a spiritual religious group or not. The DNA is there, and it's only when we separate ourselves or see something as external, like he was mentioning, instead of internal, which is already within our DNA technology, then that's the only thing that I can say to somebody that doesn't want to engage. It's like, why? Why, if we have it, why wouldn't we use it for the good? Um, to me, that's just normal. One thing, I'll, one last thing is when, if the kids had sugar, they were taken off the program. Um, so because sugar was a drug that would mess up the psychic abilities, I'm curious, uh, I am pretty keto, although I did go to Dairy Queen yesterday. Um, <laughs> do you have any kind of diet or you just like overpass all, all of those kind of laws as well? Uh, no, the diet does have a lot to do with it and alkalinity and not only your physical cleanliness, but your, your mind and your emotions can all block this. It, it is definitely a three-part system. And I found that when you eat lots of live raw food with chi in it, particularly stuff you grow yourself in your garden, you know, that hasn't been used pesticides and whatnot. Um, the energy is a huge part of this. So there's several ways to build up your energy, but the easiest is to just change your diet. Like you said, get off the sugar, get off the pop, get onto more live raw foods. We're eating light really is what we're doing. They, they try to tell us it's minerals and it's vitamins and whatnot, but in essence, we're light beings and we need to consume more light. Yeah. So I have a, I have a, a video on my channel called the PK diet where I shared the foods that particularly carrots and grapes are, are full of chi. And yeah, if you can change your diet, you know, you're one third of the way there. And I agree with the sugar thing or just having a full stomach. We use subtle energy to digest food. So practicing telekinesis on a full stomach, you're you're working on an eighth of a tank of gas. You know, you don't have already any fuel. 
So there, yeah, there's lots of different ways to go about it. And the, the diet is a huge part of it, or it has been for me. And I didn't know that at first. I used to practice after supper, you know, big full of big belly full of food and, and notice nothing's working. And then later at night when I start yawning, I'll try again and it's working great. So I'm a dummy. It took, you know, weeks for me to figure that out. It's like, oh, wait, you can't do telekinesis very well when you're trying to digest food. And the foods to avoid are sugary and white foods. Yes. A lot of your starchy foods take a ton of your energy to process your pastas, mm -hmm. your breads, your potatoes and things like that. So I just kind of developed a PK diet, avoid white foods, avoid sugar, drink clean water and eat live raw food. And that, that helped tremendously. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're, I didn't even know you had that interview, that video out there, but that's good. But Craig, you were about to say something. Oh, no, I just find that really interesting because sort of my, my practice is obviously life is busy, but I like to get up early and that's my time in the morning and I'll do some prayer and meditation practice type stuff. And I do it before I eat or drink anything. But I've kind of do, stumbled on that subconsciously. I've, I've not thought, oh, I better do this. So I just find that really interesting that I've kind of already tapped into that sort of without thinking about it, that it's just my practice before I eat, drink anything, I sit down and I, and I do that. And and it, it is true that when you've eaten or you drank something, particularly coffee, which I like in the morning, I'll have a coffee afterwards. Um, it really does affect sort of the, the your energy system. Obviously, coffee gets you into a higher uh, frequency brainwave state, caffeine. Um, do, do you, I mean, I'd love you to talk us through your practice and how you, what, what you do energetically to get into a place where you can do these things. Are you able to talk us through that? Sure. Yeah, I have a little uh, trick that where you ramp up your, your subtle energy, not only through diet, but also through grounding, sun gazing, qigong, yoga, breathing exercises, all these things that ramp up the internal energy. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that first and then I'll sit down and meditate and try to slow the brain waves way down. And that's the recipe, high energy, low brain waves. The right. slower you, you slow down your brain waves, the easier it is to not only receive information, but to give information. I don't care if you're doing ESP, spoon bending, telekinesis, whatever it is, there's this happy medium, high energy, low brain waves. And then I use empathy. I'm a feeler. I'm a Pisces. I've always been a feeler. So empathy is my connection with my target. So I ramp up my energy, slow my brain waves down, empathize with the target. And the connection just seems to be accidental almost. You know, I'm not always fully in control. When it works, I'm like, wow, it worked. And when it doesn't work, I'm like, wow, it's not working. You know, I'm amazed every time something moves. But that is my recipe, high energy, slow brain waves, and then use empathy with the target. Now, empathizing with a person is quite easy. Empathizing with an, an inanimate object takes a lot of practice. So it takes some imagination. And part of that is through familiarization. For example, if you're moving a piece of foil, you would actually hold the foil and memorize as if you're a 3D scanner trying to memorize exactly every nook, cranny, shape, weight, the sound, the smell, the taste. Get as much information about this target in your mind as possible. And then when you try to move it, you're not actually trying to move it. That's the trick with telekinesis is learning to do it without trying. But what I would do is empathize, for example, spinning the side wheel. I would spend some time on a merry-go-round and just close my eyes and just absorb that feeling, that circular feeling. Then I would try to convey that feeling to the target and it would connect and start turning. So, yeah, there's it's deep. I don't know how much more you want me to ramble on about that, 
But uh, on my website, telecommunityschool.com, I kind of break it down and give you examples of how to move energy first with inside your body. For example, if you calm yourself and move all your attention to your big toe, pretty soon you can feel the pulse in your big toe or you can feel the fabric of your soft or the, the fabric of your sock touching your toe. So it's all about moving awareness and you want to practice moving it internally first, which is great for healing too. You can, if there's something wrong with you, you can blast white light through it and improve that. I've healed myself and others using this technique, but practice moving your awareness within your body. And then the key to moving awareness beyond your body for me has been relaxation, physical and mental relaxation. The tighter you are and the harder you try, the less comes out. Oh, I love it. If you relax and you open awesome. up and just be, I feel closest to God when I'm doing telekinesis. I've, I've said that a hundred thousand <laughs> times. People are probably sick of hearing me say that, but you get this feeling of universal or uh, unity and there's no you, there's no ego. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point to where it's just one, you are part of the field. You're not connecting the field. You're part of the field. And your energy and, and your thoughts and your intentions and things, they make a difference. And I use I use what I learned from telekinesis. Granted, moving foil and paper is pretty much useless. <laughs> but the, the things you learn by learning telekinesis mm -hmm. will change your life forever. It's, it's an inside job. It, it requires um, you to focus on yourself rather than the outside. And once you get deep enough within yourself, you realize... There's not really a you. There's there's one thing. And yeah. you are an aspect of that. You are, I think everyone is a, a little piece of God. Really. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what telekinesis teaches you is that it's a not little. about you, it's about the connection. Yeah. Yes, we're all just a tiny cell um of God. And we all have our part and we all are very brilliant in our fracture of that whole situation. I like how you keep saying try and not trying um, because the actual definition of tele telekinesis is the supposed ability to move objects at a distance by mental power or non-physical means. Uh, our producer actually changed that up a bit when he wrote the write-up and then I didn't even pay attention until I sent it to Robert and Robert was like, well, you said hypothetical. Does that mean you don't really believe in it and then i when i saw it i was like you're right why i don't i agree that it's not hypothetical i know it's a real thing so we change it up the wording a little bit but um yes there is no try it's all about doing and mm -hmm. um just remembering i like the word remember because to to me it means re to do again member as in get in alignment with god who is love who is in ourselves and when we don't have that separation, when we're in full attunement, like you would say, uh, like you kind of, you know, with all the stuff to ramp up the energy, um, that's all just getting in alignment and remembering our God-given abilities that, that are right here all the time, as long as we tune into them. But, um, but I think there's a lot of programming to say um, everything's out external, everything's outside. We need someone else. There's some either Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or someone in government or some God Santa upstairs in the sky that's going to resolve things. Um, do you have any words on that? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, you asked earlier if, if I'd looked into you and I had just the last week and frankly, you're the way more interesting than I am to tell you the truth. And, and I'm honored to be on this show. But yeah, introspection 
is something we lack these days. Everyone is stimulated by external sources. They're always looking at a screen or doing something. If people would just take the time to do a little bit of meditation and, and introspection, you would find out there's a whole world inside of you that we haven't even tapped into. I mean, absolutely. I, I still feel like I'm learning every day. And every time I see someone move something, especially, you know, new practitioners, the first time they spin a side wheel from a distance or something, I get that same excitement I got when I did it. And that's why I have the passion to open this up. And once you open up the telekinesis part, you'll find that all these psychic abilities are connected. They all use the same recipe. You know, I've started doing ESP and spoon bending and, and uh, telepathy and all these different things. We are amazing beings, but the, the treasure is hidden so deep within us. And there's so much stimulation keeping us distracted. We don't really get a chance to discover who and what we are. Yeah. So my little piece of the puzzle is telekinesis. And it's kind of neat because it's got, it's got some novelty to it. And people, you know, they like to be able to, to do it and show off and type things. But the real thing I'm trying to teach people is the whole empathy mindset energy thing. You can mm -hmm. use that throughout your whole mm -hmm. life. Yeah. You know? So there's there's a bigger picture. But on the surface, it's about moving objects with your mind, so to speak. But that that's really just the cover. You need to open the book and, and look deeper. That's that's spot on because I, I said something this week. Um, something I'm really interested in is the untapped potential um, that we all have in our encoded in our DNA. Uh, it's no secret that we have been systematically dumbed down, and and um, abilities have been suppressed that we are discovering now. Obviously, in the 3D world and all the systems that we used to, they poo-poo. We say, oh, it's hocus-pocus nonsense, you know, until someone's doing it, of course. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know if, if, if you're into this sort of thing or whatever, but I'm really interested in, um, there are, what, what what's happening, where we are cosmically, where we are sort of in the timeline, uh, we are being activated. Our dormant DNA is being activated right now, and it has been for several years. Um, and, and people are just 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 doing this stuff. I mean, I've had an experience recently where um, I'll just tell you what happened. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story. Uh, well, I can laugh at it now. But my uh, my daughter, I was taking her out to see her friends. I'm sure she won't mind me telling you this. She did it anyway. And I, she went to the car and I just felt something was wrong. And I had this yuck. I was like, mm, what? something's going on um and so so i sort of went within and I, and I sort of thought about it and i heard check her bag so i checked her bag and she was taking something out that she shouldn't have been taking out and uh naturally i had to parent her and we dealt with it so it's all dealt with and it's all good but it just struck me like something happened there like that that just i knew there was an instinct or or something within me was activated uh, that something was bad could have happened and i stopped it happening and it's just it's just interesting that people all over are, are telling of these intuitive encounters they're having and experiences where they just know stuff and they don't know why they know stuff uh, they're having synchronicities where they will dream something and it happen very very quickly in their in their three-dimensional lives and also abilities like this um where they can sort of access sort of that's what we would call supernatural abilities. But what we're realizing is it's, it, it is a natural ability. It's already inbuilt in us. 
and you're tapping into that and you're kind of saying guys i'm i'm doing this thing Let, let's journey on this together and i absolutely love that because um i think th th this is the future this this is this is where we're headed as a species that we are waking up and, and our dna is being activated um do you have any comment on that i know that's pretty deep and it's pretty out there but but does that does that resonate no the, yeah my parenting skills improved dramatically once i tapped into the, <laughs> my inner abilities yeah good luck trying to lie to me you know yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. you know i can feel this is not true and yeah and it also helps you as a parent you know things that are bothering your children without them having to tell you and you can kind of do plant little seeds and say you know you could do this or that and without having to put them on the spot or for them having to bear their soul and tell you their deepest darkest serious you can kind of know intuitively it makes you a better person all the way around not just being as a parent but how to treat other people and and knowing that you what you send out does influence the outer world of people yes. so if you can just stay in in a, a state of love and giving and forgiveness when you're around people they'll love to be around you yeah i made the mistake of of uh running a bar for a year and by running, I mean, I was the manager, I was the bartender, I was the bouncer, I was the DJ, I was the whole nine yards. I used to, I'm going to skip, but I used to be in the music industry for a long time, made a living playing drums. Then I, I switched and started doing DJ and karaoke, and I would hit this bar every month, and then pretty soon they're like, man, you should just run the place. Bar sucks except every third Saturday when you're here. So we just want you here all the time. So I ran it, knowing it was a little risky because I'm empathetic, but being around all these negative people all the time, they love being around me because they felt better. I'm always giving and they were always receiving. <laughs> and pretty soon it wore me down and I got sick and almost got to a point of where I was considering suicide and things. So I had to get away from that. I was flying too low. So I had to kind of go out and do things on my own. But once you get yourself built internally, and get on the right track and get in, in touch with your intuition and all these things and learn how to behave and control your energy and your thoughts, uh, you become a blessing to others. Mm -hmm. And I want other people to learn how to do this so we can all be a blessing to one another, mm -hmm. to share you know, the things that we learn. I, telekinesis is, like I said, it, it's kind of an outward and pointless thing, but the, the things that it teaches you on your path um, change your life and the world around us. I truly believe that. And I really wanted to, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Casey and all yes. people who do anything that's yes. to help others. And I got right into the healing. Once I got what I considered fairly established at psychokinesis, I started focusing on the healing part of it. Yes. Success uh, with friends and family members. However, I had the curse of acquiring whatever it was. Like if they had a sore throat, uh -huh. I could do some healing work on them. I would leave the next day and like, I'm all better. I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, but I've got a sore throat now. So I would acquire whatever it was I was empathizing with. So I wanted to find a way to help heal people using this energy and this love and without having to acquire their illness. So I found, uh, I stumbled onto, I didn't stumble onto it. I found in a dream, um, Ormus, which is monoatomic yes. gold. So I found, I did a lot of research on Ormus. I learned how to make it. I started using it for about a year and I found that you could charge the Ormus. Monotomic elements are like magnets to intentions. So I could charge up these elixirs, send them to people with specific intentions of healing, whatever's wrong with them. No. And they're like, my doctor is amazed. I am amazed. How does this work? You know, and, and turned into Ormus was my way 
oh of healing people without having to get sick. Wow. So, and then I, I, I built a website. It's called sacredsupplements.com where you can learn how to make Hormus or you can purchase my elixirs. And that, that seems to be my calling. That seems to be what, what keeps me going is the yeah. emails and phone calls and things I get from people saying, you know, the doctor said it was terminal, but now the tumor's gone. Yes. And things yeah. like, I mean, miraculous healings of everything from low testosterone to inability to speak in front. Of, I have lots of students say they take Ormus a couple hours before they have to speak. They say, I get it. I have confidence out the Wazuski. You know, I have no problem speaking to people when I'm using this Ormus. So the, the psychic ability of charging an elixir and then sending it someplace over else in the world and they can consume this and experience the piranha that I've put into it is a blessing that that's my passion that's that's more where i'm focused now uh, is, is creating the elixirs and sharing with people yes i keep the videos going to keep people inspired tutorials are free but really what i want people to learn is that they have the ability to overcome these physical challenges using their spiritual side not their we're so left brain analytical stimulated yeah. all the time we forgot yeah. how to use our right brain and our yeah. our spirit and our you know, the, the God-given gifts that we have that are so often overlooked. Um, yeah, the Ormus has been a, a total blessing. To We're going to have to do a whole show on Ormus. I cannot believe that you're into Ormus. Um, I can't believe you're into Ormus. I'm just like, I what? Just keep getting people I'm, like, I'm so happy I, I found you. Like, it's, it just keeps getting better and better with every gift you open. I'm like, that too? But, yeah, so I was going to go the healing situation because going back to the whole you know, why would we need telekinesis? telekinesis? Like, how is that godly? That's where I was going to go to is, well, if you can move an object, then you can move a physical body and you can change and rearrange because everything is energy. We are energy or your organs are energy. I do a lot of energy work with even biofeedback um, long distance. And people will say, how are you doing this long distance? And it's like, well, you know, how do you get direct TV? How do you get your radio? How do you get your internet? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. Um, my my Jeep, just this week, I was driving and my radio for serious internet, whatever, XM stuff, would cut in and then leave. So I called the 800 number and I was like, hey, you know, something's going on. It's, it's like skipping and not really doing the whole thing. And the, the guy said, can you pull over? So I pull over. I'm in a parking lot. And he's like, let me do this from you. And he's like in India or something. And um, he was like, okay, turn your car back on and turn your radio back on. And I did. And he like zapped me long distance from another country to make my Jeep work, which, you know, we all know that there's also that technology to like shut down a city or, you know, turn everything off. And, and maybe if we never had cell phones, we would be operating in a whole different psychic levels because we've been so dependent on calling people that we wouldn't be trying to call people with our minds, you know? Um, but when we went through um, a couple of hurricanes down here in the South, I, I had told people up front, I'm like, start practicing your abilities to contact your loved ones because I feel like we are really going to need it and not be so dependent on computers and what have you. And, we would do all this practice stuff with that. And it was pretty fun. Um, but this is what's in our DNA. And to talk about, you mentioned this, the I think you said six to eight feet reference of the field. And I'm just going to say this. Um, so 
he mentioned robert mentioned that we the earth actually has its own belt or its own unified field and then we as individuals have those same fields and we are also connected to the earth field and so there is no separation and he was talking about like really tuning into that whether it was an object or a person or whatever and being able to do it um, from far away now here's an interesting thing so i do these soul audits where i can test to see how how wide someone's width is of their own individual field as, as well as, as, as well as their radius and there are cameras that can detect this now um because and you can see where plants you know you were talking about working in the bar and how basically you had really good energy but it was depleting you because everyone was probably just taking from your really good generous energy right and plants the plants um kingdom has the same thing where you can actually see where a tree can usurp something from a bush next door or different plants can usurp but people can do it too where basically vampires not maybe meaning to but sometimes maybe meaning to usurp energy because they're not able to generate their own energy for some reason so they're taking other people's and even with a phone call i mean you can look at caller id and be like i'm not answering that because they could suck it right through the phone right or through the internet but um but one interesting thing that i found out is i used um hawkins map of consciousness and i don't agree with everything with him but i i just use this as a, a baseline to see where people are at and, and I, if people are under 200 which is courage if they're in the 50s then their field is like an inch wide they have like no no real field and sometimes it's even inverted because they're again having to use other people's um energy source because they're not creating their own and what i've seen is when people who are higher in scalar waves like 200 to 300 400 all the way to 500 which is love um when you're when you're exhuming that love the uh, the the field actually broadens um some people that i've tested in the four and five hundreds their radius can be 26 feet wow. 26 wow. feet and um so going back to telekinesis i'm wondering if these people who can practice six to eight feet away maybe they're higher on the conscious level because i don't know if it's some sort of trap door like um protection that god has made in the technology that it's like okay you know what if you are low and, and you're 50 like manipulation control negative bad stuff i don't want you to have the ability to affect other people i don't want to give you that space where you're gonna like cause other people to catch your vibe um, so it's like, you know, I'm going to shorten your ability to make it either one inch or zero ability to pass this along so someone can catch it versus someone who would be operating in love, who is God and truth, their ability, you know, when I do their, these audits and I tell someone you have a 16 foot radius, do you understand that that means when you go to the post office, as you are sending good love, 16 feet around you people are feeling your love feeling your truth feeling your joy feeling whatever you're putting out there you're helping the world just by being just by showing up so any thoughts on that of of just not only the vampire not being able to generate um not being awake to, enough to even know how to realize that they're generating and also just that whole six feet eight feet 16 feet 20 feet whatever 
ability to touch and help people um, in that radius. Well, yeah, let me first say amen, sister. <laughs> You're preaching <laughs> to the choir here. Uh, I totally uh, believe that we communicate through the ether and our connection to the ether is our own energy field, our Merkaba. I call it like your antenna. You know, if, if you're one of those people who have a, a short one, your your thoughts and intentions aren't going to make the same uh, influence on reality that someone who is expanded with good intentions. And I do think there is a fail safe. I don't think these abilities can be used to harm others uh, intentionally. And I think that's a good thing. I think their creator uh, gives us the, our abilities uh, in accordance with our uh, our love and our our empathy and respect for other people. I don't think Hollywood has taught everyone that, you know, you get angry and all of a sudden oh, and you bust a light bulb. And it's exactly <laughs> exact opposite of how telekinesis work based on my experience. And I know a lot of your listeners are probably um, or hopefully interested in learning some basic telekinesis. So I would like to kind of shift gears. And I know our time is limited to to kind of help people get started on how to experience firsthand how to do telekinesis. And there are as many ways to do it as there are many ways to communicate with other people. Uh, we, can, we can text, we can call, we can email. You know, that's that's the communication. I think what we're really learning when we learn telekinesis is how we can communicate our logical mind to our subconscious mind. And for me, it's empathy and mimicry. I don't yeah. know if you've watched any of my videos, but if I'm trying to pull something over, a lot of times I'm leaning back or leaning forward or to the side, or yeah. I use a little bit of mimicry and a little bit of empathy to connect with your target. So when you go to learning this, I'm, I'm hoping you'll go to my channel and watch the tutorial one and just stay with tutorial one until you have some success, then go to tutorial two. But I also want to say that this is my way. It's not the way. So if you find something else that works, do it do it your way, but please try it. And here's a little tip. This is how I taught my children uh, to doing telekinesis. Set up your side wheel, which is a needle with foil balanced on top. Set it next to your nightstand or wherever you spend a lot of idle time. Uh, in your bedroom is an optimum place to do it because our, when we go into the hypnagogic state as our mind is shutting down, that you, you'll get right in your TK zone there naturally every night, right? When you're between that, um, being awake and being asleep that little stage right there is the perfect brain waves to do it so if you can set up a side wheel next to your bed stand and just look at the side wheel don't attempt to spin it don't have any intentions or any thoughts at all just observe your side wheel and within usually within a week or so you'll notice the side wheel will start spinning mm -hmm. there's step one you've learned how to, to slow your mind down to where your energy can flow through you and then just start cheating ramping up your energy doing your yoga your grounding your taking Ormus. Ormus is kind of the, the short path. A lot of the people who have had success had their success within a few weeks after taking Ormus. Because once you get the monatomic elements inside of you, uh, it'll automatically start working on your problem areas first, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever it is. The stuff is magic. <laughs> it's like magic in a bottle. You know? yeah, yeah. Rich, but it really, as you can see, I have hair again. I don't know if you go back and watch some of my videos. I didn't used to have hair. I used to be dyslexic, couldn't read books. I just opened a whole new world for me. I started reading wow. books. You know? wow. um, it's not in my back. I used to have chronic back pain. I don't have chronic back pain anymore. People tell me I look younger. Uh, when I go to reunions, everyone's fat and gray. And I'm 
not. <laughs> so the Ormus and using these abilities, once you start channeling energy through you, we're a circuit. You can't hoard the energy. You have to do something with it anyway. Yeah. So why not use it to heal people or to send good intentions or to change the world or on the bottom of the scale, do telekinesis, you know, things like that. So I would encourage your, your, your listeners to make a side wheel, get on YouTube. If you're not familiar with what that is, set it next to your bed stand and see for yourself. Cause once you know, experientially that you were you able to do it yourself, it opens up a whole new part of you that you're, you're, you're missing, you're missing out. You know, the, the inside is way more exciting than the outside. I agree. I kind of went off in the weeds there. I forgot what. No, we're this, is, this is so good because I, I love it because it's so practical and we can have fun with this. I believe we should be having fun with this stuff. Everybody can do this, I believe. I think I think one of the biggest stumbling blocks is when people go, it can't be done. It won't be done for them. You know, there has to be an element of, of belief, an element of, of um you know, being on board with this stuff and trying it. And and I'm certainly going to be trying it, that's for sure. So when my oh, wife good. is down in the morning <laughs> and the telly's floating around and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting too that you're talking about compat or empathy or compassion. Yeah, yeah. Because um even if you go back to scripture, it talks about everything that Jesus did. Um as far as healing people, he always had, it always mentions that he had compassion first or empathy first. Yeah, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Which um, has to do with, you know, being able to tap in or align with the person or the object or what have you. And we know on a um, magnetic level, um, the brain will send out some vibrations, but the heart is the most magnetic and, and what it brings back to you. So there's a dual um well more than dual there's a multi-dimensional thing that's going on where we're we're sending out signals but we're also bringing signals back to us and as we use our imagination we image a nation um, and or nations by seeing the end before the beginning and like really being detailed about this person is now whole i see this person completely at ease uh, what am I feeling now that this person is completely at ease? I feel joy. I feel happiness um, for the person who's being healed to be able to tap in and say, well, now that I'm completely restored and completely whole, you know, what am I doing differently and tapping into the feeling of what do you feel now that you're already able to walk or eat or do whatever, maybe something you haven't done before, but all of those things feeling is so huge and tapping into all of this. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up that too, as far as empathy or compassion. One person had posted here how they also have this shared empathy. And um, I know this seems to be a topic of when you are a feeler or you, you do have this ability to connect, what can we do to stay sovereign? So we're not picking up something negative um, or, um, or maybe, lowering ourselves to that vibration in an effort to empathize um yeah i basically became a uh, uh a hermit <laughs> that's an easy way to do it First, when you're trying to build yourself up yeah don't i don't know like oh, i hate to speak like i know everything i don't know everything but for me seclusion staying away from uh negative energies i had no wi-fi in my house or in my office uh, just trying to keep my energy clean uh, emotionally and physically and 
keeping to yourself. And once you get to a certain point where you're strong enough, uh, you can also use empathy or uh, the things you've learned through empathy to protect yourself, make yourself a bubble of protection. Don't open yourself up to negative energies. Like if you're in a room full of negative people, uh, you can kind of cloak yourself, so to speak, and protect that and, and har harvest and, and nurture yourself before you go trying to help other people. Make sure you're strong enough that you have a core um, strength that cannot be penetrated. And that that's one thing I would say, you know, use it sparingly and use it wisely. Use it on people that you love. Don't don't let your empathy flow over into negative people because you will become negative or, you know, you'll have the impact is tremendous. But, yeah, using the um, the ether, I think, is our human Internet, so to speak. And just putting here's here's a little tip I learned using this. I call it reality creation. People call me the luckiest person they know. I'll go to places and oh, the front row parking spot, you know, opened up and whatever. It's not luck. I send out uh, and ad use an attitude of gratitude. If you want something, start giving thanks that you've already have it and convince yourself that you already have it. Yeah. And that is a huge magnet for the universe. And it works just the opposite. If you complain about being poor or of poor health, that will bring more of that to you. Yeah. So use this attitude of gratitude and this confidence on whatever it is you want. Start giving thanks for the things, whether you have them or not, and the universe will provide you a reason to be giving that thanks. So, I don't know. I always seem to get distracted. What was the original? No, question? no. Honestly, that that was really good and, and timely because I mean, you know, I think about back to the days of sort of religious programming, and, and there would always be, you know, the, the the method of function was was to plead and to cry and to strive, praying to God, please, would you do this? But by being like that, you're basically saying you don't have it and you won't get it. And that's why people suffer. That's why people don't live successful lives. When you accept, I, I receive it, I have it, and you live as though you have it, it will be attracted to you. I mean, it's the whole law of attraction teaching, but it's it's science. It's scientific. It's it's completely, you know, it, it, it's, it's functional for all of us. And I think, you know, the law of attraction became very, very popular, didn't it? It became quite mainstream. Um, I think what you're doing is is, ta is taking this energy teaching a, a huge step forward. That it's not just about manifesting a car or money or a house or better circumstances. This is about I can literally move physical objects using this energy that is inside of me, um, and that it's it's not complicated. That's what gets me. You know, you don't have to have a degree in anything to be able to do this. It's just a case of. I mean, I, I too, I'm a feeler, you know, I too play drums, I'm a musician. <laughs> um, and so, you know, m music's always been a big part of my life. Um, I feel it deeply, you know, very deeply. But like you said, when I go to the shop, often I put my headphones in and sort of like running, get my stuff and run out again, because I don't like being in there. You know? <laughs> I don't like all these people and all this energy, but it's finding this place where I'm actually the influence. And I've just sort of, I just learned to smile at people, be nice to people, particularly over the past couple of years when people are scared, you know, muzzled and what have you. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't, and I would smile at them. It's a happy day. It's a great day. And it might have offended them, but I don't care. You know, I was projecting that I am happy. You know, I choose to be happy, you know, 
Um, and and that, that has more power than we've ever realized. It's not just positive thinking. It's not just being a positive, nice person. We are literally creating our reality to the point where we will literally shift matter and, and, and create matter and, and create a new world eventually when we get this. And, and this, this is no small topic. This isn't just about having fun with, you know, moving things around. This, is, this has a science to it that will literally change the world. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One thing I learned from Christianity, I, I was deep into Christianity. I used to be a, a Sunday school teacher. In fact, <laughs> prayers of petition, throw them out the door unless you want to be stuck in that same situation. Yes. This attitude of gratitude is certainly the way to go. Yeah. And yeah. my end goal, yeah, teaching people to move foil and paper, that's all cool. I've got, I don't know, 40 some, maybe 47,000 subscribers or whatever. My end goal is we can get groups of people who have mastered this, learned how to use their empathy and their energy to influence things and use it on a massive scale. And it's been done before. They've lowered crime rates in areas where, um, you know, crime rates were heavy and they would meditate and the crime rates would go down. Well, I think once we all kind of discover our abilities and start using them uh, unified, like if we all at one o'clock, we're praying for to end world hungry hunger. We would start seeing changes in our real world. Yeah, and that's what we want to do. Learn how to do it yourself, and then we'll learn how to unite and use this as we're supposed. I think we're creators, or at, at a minimum, we're co-creators. Yeah, right. I think we were sent here to figure it out, change it, and create heaven on earth. I really think that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yes, we're here to experience good and bad, so we know the difference, but in the end game, like you said, there's, there's change. I think the changes started in 2012 and we're progressively getting stronger spiritually. Yeah. And if we can keep all the distractions at a minimum, turn off your Netflix. I've turned off my TV in 2004, mm. smartest thing I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can turn off your left brain and start <clears throat> exercising that right brain. And once we get enough people on track, we can start making big differences in the world. Yeah, I, I love the whole thing about the crime changing and just putting all your focus on it already being done. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy named Bobby Connor, but recently I was reminded of him because um, a friend of mine, Megan Rose, had called about some meditation that she was doing. And in the meditation, she felt like she heard um, something like, you know, ask me what I think about you. And um and it and and then she started making a list of what she felt god was the creator was saying about who she is and mm -hmm. it reminded me of bobby because uh bobby would always talk about how when, just when you're about to step out and do something maybe that you haven't done before sometimes you hear that little voice that says who do you think you are and he said that the question isn't wrong it's just the tone and the way that it's asked, he said, if you could just change the question to be more like, who do you think you are? And just change it up to being going back to that attunement and remembering, oh, my gosh, well, if God is in my cells and God is inside then and there's no separation, that means everything that God is, I am also and I can do all the things that God does greater things than these. And so it's about not trying um, and or hoping or wishing or praying for without having, but actually just remembering that God already has everything and that God's doing it. And 
my question to a lot of people right now, if, if you're that person, you know, remind yourself, who do you think you are? Because you're pretty cool. All of us are, are very amazing. We all have these great abilities. It's just about, do we remember that or not? Are we walking that out? Are we embodying everything that God is on the daily? Or are we just living in this victim mentality that poor me, everything happens that's negative, all this stuff ha happens to me instead of realizing that we're creating it and taking responsibility for what we have created, whether by default, because we weren't aware that we created all this or that we, you know, it's a step. And I think it's a courageous step when you can finally see, oh, shoot, I made this. But also good news, I can fix this <laughs> because we can reverse engineer what we created accidentally by default because of anything negative we were thinking about or talking about or or what have you. But I just think, you know, I kind of look at it as this analogy going back to the sovereignty. It's like, are you going to be a sponge and just take on everything that comes around you? Or you want to be a radiant sun blazing out the glory of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the truth of God. Because I tell you what, if I walk outside right now and I start yelling at the sun, the sun doesn't give a crap if I'm mad. The sun's just going to do its job, which is to blaze. And you could throw rocks at the sun. You can curse the sun. You may even have a cloudy day where the sun kind of like gets in between and you feel like it's not there, but the sun's still blazing. And we can get to the point where we remember and we recall and we rem remind that God is in every cell that we have blazing out radiantly to not only objects, but things and people and our own cells through our whole body, all of our organs, we can regenerate and recreate our own self, our own life, our own mental, emotional, physical being. And we can program ourselves to remember how to heal just as quickly as we can be deprogrammed not to heal. So I love this topic. I think we're going to have to have you back if you would ever come back. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, I'm in love with you guys already. Like, why aren't there more people like this? <laughs> yeah, this is great. We're I, finding each other. I I say this a lot. It's like those last bit of Cheerios in in a in a bowl. You know, those the Cheerio magnization of like us finding people that are co co minded or like minded. But yeah, we're gonna have to do something on Ormus and definitely something on uh, psycho um psychom say it what is it psychometry is that psychometry thank you i have a i have a big one on that but so we'll get back with you on some dates because i know everybody here is going to want to have you back too but i want to encourage everybody to go to his um his youtube channel i'm going to pull it up here again just so everybody can see it um he's got tons of free information to to you guys to get practice till the cows come home but yeah, and he's got his website up here too for Ormus um, and all of that. Minerals turn on junk DNA. We supposedly have this junk DNA, but it's it's not true. Uh, as long as we have all the minerals, we're going to function at the highest God sharp radiance that there is. But it's just a matter of making sure that we have all the foundational um elements that are required for us to function with the technology that god has given us so diet is important and ormus is great and you know do you have any fasting is also great because yeah. if you're fasting you have more bandwidth to do other things because you're not processing and what have you and you're really getting in tune um meditation any other thing trevor that you want to add before we we leave for today 
Yeah, the fasting is awesome. There for a while, we had a group, we were all fasting the last Monday of the month. And, and that made a huge difference. And my, my PK was always better that day or so when I was fasting or before fasting. And on sacred supplements, you nailed that minerals are important. And I've tried to focus on side boosting elixirs. So the three things, the three main things I sell are Ormus, number one. And then I, I also have um, Sole, which is basically Himalayan, the huge, the big Himalayan salt crystals dissolved into water. Yeah. And they have 70 plus ionic minerals that we're, most of us are missing from our diet. And then the colloids, like a colloidal silver and a colloidal copper. Yes. So the salt's going to increase not only your health, but your electrical. We all have electricity. We run on electricity. And this salt will boost your electrical uh, system. The Ormus will do whatever it's supposed to do. It can transmute into whatever you need physically or emotionally. I don't know how it does it. It's like a miracle. <laughs> it truly is. And then the colloids will help get the bacteria and things that aren't supposed to be in your body out. So we're trying to clean out charge up and then let Ormus fix the rest. And this will improve not only your abilities to do psychic abilities, but like I said, you'll have physical benefits. If you have something, <clears throat> the pharmaceutical industry has failed you, please do yourself a favor, start taking Ormus, learn how to make Ormus and teach others. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Craig, any final words? Um, I, I've got more questions now, uh, which we'll have to save to another show. Uh, I wanted to tap more into the sort of how you got into the Chinese side of things, because I've also dealt uh, tapped into that a little bit ever since I saw like this Chinese. Uh, is it Kui Gong? Is that what it's Qigong, called? Yeah. Qigong, how he had he had a bit of paper and he set it on fire with his hand. Wow. Um, he just he just put his energy through it and, and it, it burst into flames on camera. You know they're practicing this stuff. Um, and, and obviously it's the same uh, idea that what you're talking about. So we can delve into that in the future. Um, Absolutely. Final thing for me is just, um, I don't know if people are aware, um, there's a lot of um, cost goes into putting these shows on. Not by me, I might add. Uh, and we're just, just giving people the opportunity to, to give a donation if they feel. Don't worry, it's not like a, a love gift that you're going to get a crappy little plastic clock. Uh, as, a, as a reward <laughs> um <laughs> but um yeah just if, if you i shall know if people want to give a little bit just to help with the cost of doing this where can they do that they you could just do it right here on youtube i think there's a okay. way to do that yeah or just or i could put in a link here we've never asked for donations before but sure awesome it does yeah. cost money to do this but it's a, it's a fun side it's job a project it's a, yes. it's a passion project but anything people can help that would be much appreciated but uh i i'm like i say i've got so many more questions uh trevor and uh we're gonna have to have you back that was superb thank you i would love to can't be soon enough yeah and there's a thank you tab on youtube now it's really easy for people to help uh oh, the creators cool. use the little thank you tab that, that opens up a way for you to, to donate right. and here's a little tip to if you're out there and you think i don't have enough money to be helping these guys uh world is an ocean if you cast out money money will come back so if, if you're trying to to get out of a financial situation, generosity is the door. I am in love with this whole conversation. <laughs> I just I, I'm just so happy I found you. And now I'm looking to because when I pulled that up, you have the um, flower of life, and I see that you have it on your shirt as well. Yeah, I saw that. It's it's everything to me. This is what a big part of my wake up is. This 
Merkaba and the whole flower of life situation. I never, ever take this off. It's on everything on my website. It's on everything on my YouTube as well. So real quick, tell me what's, what's your connection with the flower of life? Um, I am drawn to this. I wear it every, I have it on lots of different stickers. My, my organ pendant. I had one specially made with that. Uh, it teaches you about the world. These are all circles. Those yeah. are all individuals, but they make one, one thing. Yeah. And it teaches you that that is, that is life. We are all interconnected, making yeah. one reality. And you're a part, you're a very important part of it. You take away one circle from this, you no longer have the circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Or the flower of life. Excuse me. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it says unity and it makes me feel good just to look at this. And that's why I have it as my icon on YouTube. And yeah, I love the flower of life. Apparently, these sacred geometric shapes actually have an energy on them. So you oh, having yeah. them on you is affecting you and your, your system. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I have a copper one that I keep next to my bed and I charge water with it and program my water to do certain things um, before mm -hmm. I, I go to sleep or when I wake up or I do my coffee on there. And there's something really cool about it. And I have like a special crystal bowl, crystal bottle that has it etched on there. And so I could just charge yeah. my water that away too. But anyway, I'm so happy. This is a happy minute. I'm so excited about all of this topic and I can't wait to have you back. I will definitely um, send you an email as soon as we get off and we can look at some new dates. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us today. It was so cool hanging with everybody. And I'm so glad I got to introduce you guys to Trevor. And I hope you will go to his website, check out everything. Remember your gifts. Remember who you are. Remember that you are extraordinary. You are powerful. You are radiant love. And that you can be very conscious with those amazing gifts. You could send them out. You can use them. You can touch other people just like Jesus with the centurion, you know, oh yeah, that guy's healed now. Just go over there. We can do that with thought. We can look at medical intuitive stuff and like go, oh, this looks out. I'm going to fix this, you know, and we, we can talk to other people long distance, all the things by location, all this is your inheritance. Mm -hmm. So get on it. Remember it. Do not listen to anything outside that tells you, you can't do this. You are limitless, limitless. We are powerful beings. And so Go and start doing great things today. I know today is going to be a great day. Wherever you go, you guys are going to radiate love. And just appreciate you guys so much tonight or today. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.